Well, now, who do you think that is there? It was a dream. We lived inside the dream. Hey everybody, my name is Michael Rosso, Film Photography Podcast. I'm here in the studio with John Fideli. Hello, bruv. Mark, <laughs> Mark Dalzell. Hey. And Hattie Stellato. Special guest star. Yeah. Special guest star. Special guest star. Special guest star. That's right. We need British re- representation, as as we'll discuss later on. We'll re- read our letters. <laughs> we're, we're under attack. Exactly. <laughs> December 1st, 2023, 11 a.m., and that means one thing for anyone who's really into film photography, and that is that Harman is releasing Phoenix 200, a brand new color, a brand new color 35 millimeter film, and we have here... Color? Is that their first color film? Yes. It's the very first, is yeah, it? Yes. They even spelled color wrong on the box. <laughs> <laughs> we have a letter here at, what would you call this, uh, the un... Unsealing. There's okay. a letter... The winner is all of us. From the Harmon Managing Director, Greg Summers, as read by Mark Dalzell. As one of the world's leading manufacturers of photographic film, we are regularly asked why we don't make a color film. You can hear the U in it. Our belief has always been that this wasn't feasible. We were wrong. In late 2022, a small team started a secret Skunk Works project to see whether we could design, coat, and manufacture a brand new color film at our UK facility. With each step, we learned something new, and we now feel it is time to share this with the film community. Harman Phoenix 200 is the first ever color film made entirely from emulsion to cassette at our Moberly factory, a significant yet incredibly exciting milestone. From they're, they're in Cheshire. They're in Nutsford. Cheshire. Okay. Yeah. So if you know That's where, where that, that cat comes it's probably, from. It's near there. <laughs> Go on. Like the mythical phoenix, this new film represents hope, rebirth, and transformation. It signals the start of a new legacy for Harmon and the beginning of an exciting new chapter in our history. It's also a beacon of hope for the film community. It is. That is so heavily reliant on a single manufacturer for its color film. Ooh. Who bought that? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Getting dishy now. Go on. <laughs> Our marketing team will say this is a vibrant, contrasty, and quirky film full of character, but it is also our first, and we know this film is not perfect. After all, it did start as an experiment. This is why it will be a limited edition. Don't worry, we plan to make enough for people to buy it from their usual stockists around the world. That said, we are incredibly proud of what we've achieved in a relatively short time, and we are already looking to the future. Sales from this film will allow us to further invest, refine, and improve our formulations, coding capabilities, and color technology. Our aim is that each new color film we produce will be an improvement on the previous. We will never abandon our black and white products or our heritage, but our ambitions for color are limitless because we believe this market <laughs> needs healthy competition. Hopefully, you're as excited about this news as we are, and I'm sure you have plenty of questions. We have included some facts, and our teams are available for any follow-up questions you may have. Thank you for agreeing to test this world's newest color film. We hope you will get behind this project and support Harmon's color journey. Yours sincerely, Greg Summers, Managing Director of Harmon Technology. P.S. God save the Queen. Well, luckily, we're experts on the British film and camera industry, so That's we right. know all this stuff. Yeah. That's right. So, folks listening at home, right, you can go right now, right now. to filmphotographystore.com, and we have our very first batch of Harman Phoenix color. Very limited amount or a decent amount? We have our first batch. Yeah. This is all very exciting. And now, folks, we're going to do our Siskel and Ebert review, Harman yeah. Phoenix film. Color. Because we got some test rolls. And I have to admit, I am still testing my role. But I did see Trev Lee from thedarkroom.com. I oh. saw his images. Mm-hmm. And I saw all the images sent over by Harman. I've seen all the test images, and I was very excited to get this to Mark and Mark. Well, let me ask you, because I have not seen those. Do mine look anything like theirs? Uh, Yes. They have a different uh, landscape. Have you done any tweaking of yours? Very, very minimal. Uh, I would say basically no. It's very, very red. It almost looks like red scale for me. Right. Uh, And I did a pretty wide range of shooting indoor with... You know, incandescent, what do you call it, tungsten-style light, out, outside on a sunny day. Like the, There's a picture there that I took, I took at the dog park that was taken at, like, 
1230 in the afternoon on a sunny day. Yeah, that's great. So that's, that's... Were those leaves red? Uh, not that red. No. But the things, that, the things that are sort of red, like if you look at the, the, the yeah. nose on the dog, yeah, his like his nose is not that red. But right. anything that's, that tends to go red, it blows red. Loves red. So that's interesting. That is interesting. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of blues and yeah, greens. Like the default go-to color is red, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, here's an example. So this is Hattie took the same picture at the same time on her oh, cell wow. phone. Wait. So that's what the natural colors oh. were. It's oh. ve- like it took those green trees and made them red. So here's some information about the film coming direct, direct from Harmon. Can I see those? Harmon Phoenix 200 is an experimental C41 color film and the first ever made by Harmon Photo. As such... It has characteristics that make this very different to the more traditional established C41 color John Reed. negative film. Can you just read? <laughs> I, I am reading. I'm just telling you, Hattie, that's why you never hear John, because he always gets cut. <laughs> I, am. I am reading. Don't touch me. <clears throat> I'll read it normal now? Yes, please. Okay. In addition to the risk of occasional coating anomalies... Oh, Sheldon. In the risk, in addition to the risk of occasional coating anomalies, this film does not have masking dyes and limited anti-halation incorporated into the base layer. This means that striking halation effects around bright light sources and reflections are possible. I didn't see any in your shots, though. In addition to its atypical color rendering, this film has a distinctly analog look when shooting certain scenes and color palettes. It does. Yeah. That's for sure. I didn't see any. Uh, um, well, maybe that's what the no bright light. Maybe that's what the re- and it's interesting because the film base itself is actually yellow, yeah. it's olive, or kind of yeah, kind of what do you call that? Well, but that's the that's the actual emulsion, it's mustard yellow. But the backing itself is What's kind this? of brownish. Where'd you get this? That looks like extra you. virgin olive oil. Oh, you! I didn't shoot the whole roll. Oh, you didn't shoot the whole roll. No, because it got to be yesterday afternoon. I was like, all right, I got to develop this and dry it and scan it. Okay. So, um, yeah, I haven't finished. There's about six or seven left on here. So, what do you think? It's good. It's just very red and purpley, which isn't normally my style. Is it not normally? It is not my style. It, it, it makes me think of what I always say about the Kodak Max and Kodak Gold films is i feel like they tend to go kind of reddish and purple it's uh, distinctive it, it looks like look. it looks like red scale like some of these pictures like this one i shot inside with incandescent lighting fully looks like a red scale picture like it's so red and there's nothing in that picture that's really red at all so in the listing for this on the fpp mm-hmm. experimental color film well it is they're yeah. saying it's an experimental c41 color film yeah see once you say it's experimental that's your like you know you're out. Right. It worked for impossible. Yeah. No, absolutely. See, my take of seeing all, all the shots that have been coming in has been like, I'm like, but I'm looking at it from the perspective of, you know, a Lomography Purple, a, a Lomography Metropolis. The fact that we have Kodak Portro, we have Kodak Ektar, we have, you know, yeah. all the, I mean, this yeah. is different. Yeah. And I have, I have no problem with it. It's, it's not, not something I, because it, it does not look like Portro. It doesn't look like Ektar. It doesn't look like, FPP 125, which is my favorite. Like the really right. natural, sort of subdued, muted color palette. This just gra- grabs a color. Like Kodachrome used to do with red. Like if you took a picture of something red, it just like put a circle around that red thing. Right. I feel like that's what this does. Is it just skews everything red. Or in the case of, like this one did come out kind of greenish, but this was shot under fluorescent lights. Mm-hmm. And it makes everything go green, which is kind of odd. So you can kind of spot the stuff that was, any, any of my pictures that have green in them were taken under fluorescence. So like basically those two, um, so it definitely it definitely shifts the palette in interesting directions. Right. Whereas I like I like my stuff to be very it's, it's natural. It's more akin to a Lomo film, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like I, a cross processed, or like it looks like something's been done to it. Yeah. I think the fact that they're you know making this from scratch. Yeah. In a factory that has only manufactured black and white is probably a quite a feat. And they're going to put out other stuff, which is the good news. Right. I'm excited to shoot this film because I'm looking for something different. I wouldn't bring this film to a wedding or to like my Uncle Louie's 90th birthday party, like something where you're going to show it to family members because then they'll be like, I don't understand. Why? They won't get it, no. Yeah. Well, that's the old Lomo thing from 10 years ago when, you know, I would shoot in my spinner with whatever you know silly right. film and then people would be like what why didn't why don't you just take a picture with your phone like normal people <laughs> or every picture john you've taken and shown your in-laws yeah like i don't get it yeah like, uh, what's all those white spots why is it uh, yeah exactly no i think this is a, a a great thing i think if someone's looking for a professional 35 millimeter film i think you should go buy your kodak ektar and so kodak yeah, portrait ektar, yeah. if you're looking to have fun 
Hey, man, shoot it for yourself and tell us what you think. Yeah, and the great thing about this film is, um, you know, 35 millimeter. It's DX coded. You can pop it in any yeah. camera. And there's no other formats right now. No 120. There's not, no, other, no other formats. No 8 millimeter. You know, please consider picking up a roll at the filmphotographystore.com and, and write us, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Sure, yeah. Let us, let us know what, what you think. Yeah. We're going to have to do our dedication in the next show, John. And this is going right up on my, on my canister shelf, yeah. too. And this show is dedicated to King Charles, by the way. I just want everyone to know. No, I'm just saying. This is made in England. Oh. Hattie's made in England. You King, oh, King, You're made in Canada. King Prince Charles. I didn't know who you were talking about. King Prince Charles, yes. Oh, you don't call him King Charles? <laughs> you refuse? He's just always going to be King Prince Charles to me. Okay. He's been Prince Charles my whole life. So, well, great. Uh, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Hattie. Uh-oh. A disc camera makes a great gift, but make sure it has an automatic flash, automatic exposure, ideally a five-year power pack, automatic wind-on, most important, a glass lens, and the button that does it all for you. This Kodak disc camera will give you all six for around £30. There are cheaper cameras, but then something has to go. The Kodak disc camera, a complete Christmas gift. Hey, we're back. Hi, Eddie. <laughs> that's all. That's all the preparation you get. <laughs> Hello. So, were you born in the UK? I was. Uh, where in the UK were you born? I am from Nottingham. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Is that where Robin Hood's from? Yeah. Oh. We actually went back in the summer and got inside the tree. Yeah, right? we went to Sherwood yeah. Forest. It was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Wow. That is awesome. Welcome to Sherwood. Uh, I've been here eight years. In New Jersey. Yes. Wow. Okay. So I, I really can't. Ask about that's why she has an Italian New, name now. She's been here for eight years. New Jersey pizza because you've been experiencing New Jersey pizza for a very long time. Yeah, give a give like two months where I drove around the country. It's always been New Jersey. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You prefer New Jersey over every place you've ever been? No. Oh. <laughs> Spoken like a true New Jersey. You are now shooting film photography. Yes. Okay. I've gotten her back. I've dragged her back into it. I studied at college, which I think is American high school. So you had done a lot of film. You've done darkroom stuff, and you've done developing. Like she's yeah. done it all so before. You had a background in it be- before you started redoing it. Yes. Here. Yeah, but it's way back. Way in back. There. <laughs> but is it like riding a bike? It's coming yeah. back to you. Yeah, we're doing it slowly. That's okay. She's dived. She dove right in. Now she'll come over and just, I'm going to go in the kitchen, develop some film. I'm like, all right, I'm just watching a car show. She's in there sitting on the floor, <laughs> agitating, scanning. She's all over the place. What, mo- like, what most attracts you to wanting to shoot film? I like the developing. The oh, yeah? Making the picture. <laughs> okay. I think that could be said for all of us, don't you think? Absolutely. 100%. There's always that little uh, tingly feeling you get right. when you open the canister after... Yeah, the like tingly the feeling. The, oh, thank God! Yeah, I see something. <laughs> I got pictures from my uncle Lou's ninetieth birthday party. <laughs> like to date, like in like the last six months, what like what's your favorite camera that you've been shooting with? I've done. I use the T four. Okay, Yushika. That you had last week. Cornet that she bought for me. And then a Holga. Yeah. That's okay. Which then the Holga's been a that's been a mess. Yeah. We're gonna go get a different really? Holga. Why? Ah, it's my own fault. It's it's like the it's one of the um, the Holgo 120F that has the built-in flash. Oh yeah, and on the inside it's got batteries and has a little mask that holds the batteries in. But mine's missing that mask. Oh, so I, we've been shooting it without that. And it hasn't been. Flashing. And it's been no. Well, it doesn't flash anyway. But I, I think the camera is not fully light tight without that thing in. So uh, so the, it's been getting messed up. So I got my favorite photos I've ever taken were in a Holgo. Yeah, this was like a sure. messed up Holgo. I got to junk this one, but. I've got a couple of colored ones. I have one that's like macaroni and cheese mm. color that she wants to try. I wonder what this Phoenix film would look like in a Holga. In like a oh. little fine plastic camera. If they come out with 120. I wonder what this Phoenix film would look like in a Holga. We live If they come out with 120. So you take your Phoenix 35 film, you, you know, in the darkroom, you strip mm-hmm. it into a 120 backing paper, yeah. lay back it in, mm-hmm. and then you roll it. Well, Holga makes 35 millimeter cameras oh. too. That's right. Oh, that's true. The yeah. 135. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stoops. I've got one. Yeah. That would look fun. Maybe or, of I'll course, you finish this roll in it. <laughs> or you were, thinking, you were thinking shooting sprockets. Sprockets. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Well, why not? Yeah. There's a Holga pinhole. There's a Holga stereo cameras. Yeah, Holga makes everything. Time to wake this show up.
Now's the time our Sprockets family dance. Whole lot of go going on. I'm looking forward to scanning this Phoenix film because I want to see my results versus your results. Hmm. I was I was surprised because holding him up to the light when I first took him out, I thought, "Oh, these are gorgeous." And then once I scanned them and they went so red, mm. it was unexpected. Right? Because the negatives look great. Well, what are you going to be shooting differently than him? Well, now there's no leaves on the trees, so I'm going to shoot a few shots Some's. of Ponce of the Lakes uh, after we finish recording. I'm going to take us outside for our group shot. Oh. No skin tones on your films. You didn't shoot any. I faces. pulled the skin off of everything I shoot. <laughs> oh, okay. That's why it was so red. But you shot no people. I don't. I I never shoot people. Okay. Really. It's my daughter or yeah, a dog. Graffiti, so dogs, faces. landscapes. What? So you shoot some faces to see how it looks with flesh tones. Yeah, that's okay. true. Okay. Or with flash, because I don't use flash either. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. Flash. Ah. Yeah, I hope folks will you know experiment with the film and shoot in different lighting situations. But I think that folks, you know, folks that are just new to film, I just think that, you know, they're very excited about the whole concept of film. It's sort of like when I see folks on Instagram shooting, you know, Cinestill 800T, but they're shooting outside tungsten film, so they're their film images are blue, yeah. and they don't care. They're like, oh, my God, this is so great. Yeah. Like it's unique. It's sort of like, you know, kind of the rules have been tossed out the window. Yeah, there are no rules anymore. No. It's whatever people find acceptable. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's why, you know, people shoot vertically now. Oh, I would agree with that. Because people don't want to have to turn their phones like this. That's why TikTok and everything is vertical. So you can keep your phone true? in the vertical position. I don't know. What do you guys so think about that? Well, it's funny you should mention that because <laughs> Hattie's been shooting her 6x6 Holga. And because she's so used to shooting a 6x4. Yeah, I texted him earlier and said, I'm so like conditioned to turning my phone and stuff yes. that I'm turning the camera, so I'm looking at the film strip, and even though it's a square picture, some are upways and some are sideways. <laughs> oh. She's shooting her Holga sideways. Wow. <laughs> so it's just ingrained. Yep, it's so part of the culture now, so. It really is everything, go- anything goes when yes. it comes to that. I Absolutely. still haven't um, acclimated myself to the TikTok uh, you still shoot uh, horizontal. I still sh- still shoot horizontal. Yeah. You post on TikTok horizontal. Well, the thing is, you know, when I when I post an instructional video on YouTube, I mean, YouTube they do have YouTube Shorts, which is vertical, but YouTube in general is is horizontal. Yes. So it's just kind of you know confusing. So usually when I cut a video that was horizontal to a short, I then make it square. Well. And that brings me to what I was going to say, which that's, I, that's the problem I have with Instagram, is that I want to go and make an Instagram post, but it forces you basically... To go square? To go square. So there's tons of times where I want to post a picture, I'm like, ah, it's not going to work square. It doesn't have to be square anymore. I, it doesn't have to be, but then you get the bars on the edge, which look terrible. So like posting on Instagram changes the way I shoot sometimes, because sometimes I'll shoot, and, I'll have to, and I'll, as I'm framing it, I think, oh, let me make sure I can get something good and square out of this, in case it's a good one. Good and square. Good and square. Has, everyone has, like, a beautiful widescreen phone. I just yeah. don't really understand. I never understood. Because people are lazy, and, they, and people don't want to have to turn their phones like this to look at it. Because all of these <sighs> pictures I've taken, I've edited, and I've cropped it down so it's square, because I like it square. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like square. Just uh, sometimes the world isn't square. Yeah. That's true. You folks have a, an opinion about aspect ratio? Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <gasps> by the way, we got a lot. When I was a kid, it was four by three, and we liked it that way. We uh, got a lot of letters. And uh, yeah, our topic today, this, this is a special bonus episode, you know, you know, honoring the king, the queen, God rest her soul. Oh, Hattie's still sad about that. Hattie, Darren, Mark from Canada. This is all about the UK. Yeah. That's why. Harmon Phoenix made okay. from scratch a brand new 35mm film. Mm-hmm. It's very exciting. Yes, it is. And we are experts on the British camera. We're going to find out about that when we come back. <laughs> Introducing the amazing Minolta Maxim. The world's easiest SLR, because it alone has built-in automatic focusing. Look, Maxim's autofocus lets you get perfect shots before others can even focus. Change lenses. Maxim again gets the shots that used to get away. 
Only the human eye focuses faster. Minolta Maxim. Only from the mind of Minolta. Hey, we're back. Hey, we got a letter from Clive Cart... Cart... I don't want to mispronounce his name. I don't want oh to mis- mispronounce his name. Of all that. mispronunciations I have ever heard of my name... Clive Carty. Yours is by far the worst. Now, Clive, I, if you're listening, probably not. But if you are, if you actually listen to the show, come on, man. I mean, this is all tongue-in-cheek. We don't... I mean, maybe we should announce every episode that we're not experts. No, we never claimed to be. The only time we're more experty. <laughs> is if Matt is, is on the show, right. if Leslie's on the show, mm-hmm. or Mark O'Brien's on the show. Right. Those folks hey, are more experty. We're not experts. We shoot the pictures. <laughs> you're very knowledgeable, but you're not an Just expert. not about photography. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I'm not going to cut myself short. I'm very knowledgeable about yes, things. You but knowledge, I'm knowledge, but you're not an expert. But I'm not, like, super technical. I, I just, you know, I'm more like the feel. Like I'd be like, oh, can I feel that? Yeah. Oh, let me look at that emulsion. Oh, that's... I'll look at the emulsion. Oh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's EXR Kodak film from the 90s. Like, I know... But start asking me text, text, you know, technical questions about the curves, yeah, yeah. or kind of, you know, can I see the technical chart on that? Like, no, or where it was made. So anyhow, we have a letter here from Clive, and Clive, you know, I hope you'll you'll join us and know this is all in good fun because we're going to roast you. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. You can read, read Clive's letter. Thing, you want me? <laughs> first thing oh I say is a, is a famous quote from that wonderful movie, Stripes. Lighten up, Francis. Go ahead. <laughs> oh. read it. It starts out, Dear Sir, Madam, referring to podcast 312, Coronet 1220. That was the last podcast, by the way. Yeah, this was, was like two weeks ago. This is the, by the way, this is the freshest letter we've ever read on the show. I know. It came in like four hours after that episode aired. Like he immediately was yeah. on his... Smith Corona. Read on. I admire and compliment you on your work in the USA, but... That's how they do it, the English. They yeah. throw you Backhanded. a compliment, and then they dig. Look, at my, look at my glove. Shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go bit. for it. I just said shit sandwich. Oh. oh. Yeah. Do something nice. Shit in the middle. Yes. Something nice. Exactly. <laughs> well, we're going to hear Darren swear in a few minutes. Oh, boy. I admire and compliment you on your work in the USA, but please... <laughs> Do not comment on the made-in-England camera industry. I have never heard such ignorant, arrogant, moronic opinions voiced about the English camera manufacturing industry. (laughs) The garbage that was spoken by whoever it was talking about the Coronet 1220, etc., was stunning in its (laughs) stupidity. I actually found it personally insulting. What? I could list the endless errors, e.g., gee, was 620 film available in England? Dear God, (laughs) honestly, how do you think that Kodak sold products in the British Empire and the Sterling Zone in general? Yes, bright ones, try Googling. The Google. Kodak. It actually says this, or are you making this up? No, I'm saying every word. Okay. (laughs) Yes, bright ones. Try Googling Kodak Harrow, London, the largest Kodak camera manufacturing plant outside of Rochester. Or perhaps research the largest camera manufacturing plant in Europe, Houghton Butcher, Ensign, in Walthamstow, London. I could write a book about the made-in-England camera industry. (laughs) Again, my sincere compliments to you on your work. There's the other piece of the shit sandwich. In the USA. Lots of bread. It's the bread. It's the second slice. But please, never again talk about English cameras or the made in England camera manufacturing industry. Regards, Clive Carty. Never. An Englishman living in Italy. I didn't know what to do, so Lighten I, up, I gonna, contacted our, uh, make me cry our British... Uh, our, um, our man in Britain. Our man in Britain. <laughs> Our man, on the, our man on the ground. Yeah, so, so here's what Darren had to say. Yo! Oh, God, I went all American. Yo, hey, yo! <laughs> uh, I've just been listening to the podcast. Uh, very good, entertaining as always. That letter, complaining about how on earth you don't know. How do you not know that 620 film was sold in the UK? <laughs> Fucking hell. He also, he, he called it, he mentioned the British Empire. I think anyone who kind of refers to the British Empire, uh, he's put a little red mark against them. There's a, there's a, there's a red flag there because he's, 
you always get the impression he, you know the good old days he wants it all back mm-hmm. those, those times of colonialism they were so wonderful uh, not sure he got very angry he got really angry and all I could make out was that he was complaining he said um, he could write a book about the number of mistakes no he said he said you made loads of mistakes the only the only vague mistake you could you could have made in that and it's not even a mistake was you weren't sure whether Kodak was selling film in the UK back in the 50s and and that's barely a mistake you didn't say they weren't selling film and then that was the only thing that he pulled you up on despite saying there were lots of mistakes and then he said um, yeah I could write a book about the UK camera industry go for it get that book written just don't be so negative make it positive yeah he needs to chill out god i mean on the day that podcast came out yesterday and he emailed you i reckon straight after <laughs> straight after he listened to it yeah. what a bell end fucking he's a british man living in italy he's just, he's living the dream <laughs> you've been to italy it's fucking gorgeous god he's got nothing better to do with his life look forward to the next podcast see you guys <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy. I love him. A part of me thinks that this dude's actually pulling our legs by being so, it's so great. British. Well, Dear sir, good. stroke so madam. Exactly. Well, that's good then. So that's cool. You know. So Either way, good or bad, it's still funny. And and Whether I just want to clarify. All I said was I was surprised that six twenty was so common in fifties England that this camera company would specifically make. A winder that oh. fit 620 native into their cameras. It's just, oh. just I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, that it, was his button, but geez, though. it doesn't change the fact that the Coronet 1220 is still crap. It's yeah. terrible. As as is all British cameras. <laughs> They're all terrible. They're all <laughs> terrible. They're going to invade America just for that now. What? No, he didn't mean that, folks. He's joking. <laughs> I mean, one good English camera. Me? Yeah. I did on, on that episode. I said I have the, the the full spread of my British cameras are I have the Coronet, which is terrible. I have an Ensign, which is slightly less terrible, mm-hmm. and then I have my McMurdo four x five technical view camera, which is incredible. So there you go. That's quiet. it. But I, like, show me like a thirty five millimeter British SLR. You know, I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know of, of any. I'm not saying there aren't any. You're stunningly stupid, then, aren't you? I, I'm moronic and an ignoramus and. Uh, but you're a wonderful chap. Yes. Noth- I wish nothing but the best for you. Yes. Rotten hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up. That's the controversy of the week. Wow. A lot of letters here. This one's, uh, this one's from Lester. Uh, where's he from? You're going to find out. Uh, Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished listening to your Cornet 1220 oh, review, and I am apoplectic with... No. <laughs> with rage. <laughs> It says, uh, oh, that the, the title of the, of the message is Bada Bing Bada Boom. Oh, hey, there you hey. go. Hey, <laughs> Hattie knows all about that. Yeah. Oh. To, hi to Mike and everyone. I just found your podcast recently through Spotify, not in the Google and not in iTunes. And I started listening from episode one since the 22nd of November 2023. So he's in Europe. Now I'm currently at episode eight. There's another one of these guys going back from the beginning. Uh oh. Wow. It's just so entertaining, and I and I felt like a fool laughing while driving to and from work while or, trying. To- wait, that's I find that amazing, John. I do. I just I find it amazing. Stunned. I'm stunned. Were that funny? I, I don't know. In I, the context of film photography, I, I guess. I haven't listened to the first eight episodes. Anyhow, go ahead. You should I go only, on. I only listen if I'm on it. I felt like a fool while driving to and from work while trying to imitate each of your funny voices, and oh. of course, my favorite. The Google. the Google sound effect. I love that. I am a Filipino photography enthusiast. Oh, who recently moved here in Australia, middle oh. of this year, together with my family. We had been living in Singapore for about 13 years and decided a huge move down under, seeking a work-life balance environment. Mm-hmm. In short, we're just freaking tired of the busy and fast-paced life in Singapore or anywhere around Asia. Mm. Well, honestly, the main reason I made it to your podcast was that I'm working on first shift here from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. with an hour drive to my workplace, which means I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. to prepare myself for my daily ride. And driving to and from work is new to me because public transportation in Singapore is just so damn good and efficient. I'm so sleepy while driving here to and from work, and loud music seems not effective in pulling my eyes wide open. I don't want to end up in the ditches along the way. (laughs) And boom! Bada bing, bada boom! Hey, what? Ho! 
I hope I write it correctly. Yeah. He spelled it perfectly. I found your podcast and damn, it's good stuff. I'm too late for the giveaways, especially the weird <laughs> expired films. No, Harmon Phoenix. It's, it's great. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's just the weird. I'm not saying expired. Weird. While I started listening to your first episode out of curiosity, I tuned into your latest episode, which is today, the 23rd of November, and heard the Google again. <laughs> Because we were reminiscing about how old that uh, clip was. Uh, as consistent as usual, it was fun, informative, and enjoyable to listen to. My plan is to listen daily from the first all the way up to the latest. Oh but I'm sure I'll be sneaking in to, to tuned in with your latest episodes. By the way, I forgot to introduce myself out of excitement. I am Lester Montejo from the Philippines. I've been working based in Singapore. I started from digital photography since 2009, but in 2014 I tried shooting film out of curiosity. And guess what? Curiosity became an addiction. Yes. And here I am today sipping some Kodak HC-110 at Dilution B while taking a bath with Ilford's Rapid Fixer. <laughs> oh, good, mate. More power to you all, and keep the show running. Regards, Lester. Keep the show going, okay? Keep talking. Keep the show going. Okay, Don't end the show, though. I wanted to keep keep going on after. Keep talking. Keep the show going. Thank you, Lester. It's very important. I think it's very important because he says keep the show running because, you know, I really feel feel that it's this input from our audience that keeps it's, me it's fired up. Their enthusiasm. Yes, because you know you're dead inside. <laughs> 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 because Lester, as you're driving really serious, this is the this is the parallel. You're driving to work at four thirty in the morning and you could barely keep your eyes open. It's like I'm sitting at home, it'd be late or early in the or late at night or early in the morning at my Windows Seven computer, which barely works. I'm like uh, editing the podcast. I'm like, oh my oh god, my why? God. Sometimes like I text you. Yes. I text John sometimes. I'm like, oh god, oh why? god why? 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 Because of the amount of work. I think I think maybe people think that like we do the podcast live and it just yeah. like goes no. out. You know, like, there's a lot of post production no. on it. There's a five minute delay. And I've tried. <laughs> And I've tried. I said, to, I remember when the first time you came back, I'm like, we're going to do this live. You know, not live on the air, but live to tape. Right. And we'll, you know, I'm, I'm not barely going to edit this. And I just. You can't help yourself. I, I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, I can't. We did, do like, it. we did the live show in, in Ohio, and it was great in front of an audience. That went out live once, but then it got edited. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you edited it. Yeah. You edited it down. When, when, when did that? we do that? Findlay, the photo walk. At the mansion? Yeah, at the mansion. live? With, uh... Well, I mean, we, oh, we, we shot it all uh, in one take, and you strong. broadcast it. That was live to a studio audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Keith Swan was there from the audience, dark room. getting audience reaction to stupid things we're saying is kind yeah. of fun. Too stupid to, uh, to do yeah, this right. You get yeah. to find out right away if we're dumb or not. I'll tell you what. If you've got a long commute... And you want to listen to a podcast. Yes. Hattie has a recommendation of one that she loves. Please, tell me. Go on. My dad wrote a porno. My dad wrote a porno. You ever heard of that one? It's a podcast? Uh-huh. Is it really? Yes. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's, a, it's an English. Is that right? Yeah. I think it's funny. It's this, this guy's dad, this guy's 60-year-old dad writes a porno novella. And it's... Terrible. His 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 pen name is Rocky Flintstone, and it's so bad that he and two of his friends get together and just read it one chapter per episode. Oh come on! And then they all re- react to. That's great. Oh my god! Uh, some of it is just. One. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty. pretty I can't. Funny. I can't. Uh, I don't know if I can recommend it to our grade school listeners. <laughs> Next up, this says, "Dear American imbeciles." Too stupid to. Uh, to do this right. Yes. <laughs> it says, Hello and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I could not think of anyone else who would appreciate as much as you the fact that a coworker of mine chose to bring an 8mm... Ah, why am I reading this? Oh. An 8mm film movie camera to capture his last day in the office before leaving for a new job. And yes, he sometimes listens to the podcast I made sure. Also, and there's a picture of him. He looks like Matt Mirage. does, even the way he's standing. Yeah, he's got that good tripod arms going. Also, another vote for an episode about Frank Hurley. Oh. I own the... Is that the guy that wrote Dune? No, he's the Antarctic guy. Oh, that guy. From, that was from our John Carpenter's The Thing episode. Yeah. Wait, let me... Fin- wait, no... We were talking about the thing, and we were talking about uh, 
and Antarctica. And then I was, yeah. and then I forgot I was talking about my McMurdo camera on that same oh. episode, which is named for the polar explorer. Oh, okay. So it's, it all ties together. That's great. It's a great camera made in England. Also, another vote for an episode about Frank Hurley. I own the book South with Endurance that is full of his photos, and they are incredible. So sad that not all of his glass plate negatives made it back from the Antarctic mm-hmm. when Shackleton and his crew were rescued. Best, Laura. Thanks, Laura. I can well, keep there going. You know, there's one other guy that shoots uh, eight millimeter. Yeah. Oh, that's I cool. That cap, guy. Feather in your cap. Uh, since An we're like, unnamed ex coworker, you know who you are. I don't. She doesn't mention his name, or else I would, because FPP is like, if you're shooting color, it only comes from here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. We're like the regular eight millimeter HQ. It's from Justin Cruz. How do you pronounce your name? Justin Cruz. Uh, just wanted to say hi. Hello. The, the, the email is, it says, just wanted to say hi, but then he starts it by saying, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate all you're doing. So it's, he, he wants to tell us a lot of things, apparently. I just wanted to say how much I appreciate all you are doing. I just recently decided to get back into film. I haven't shot it since the 90s. Growing up, I got into photography a bit, and my dad gave me his old Pentax camera. Everyone started with an old Pentax camera. I loved it, but I didn't pursue it like I should have. I have had several digital cameras over the years with my Nikon DSLR I purchased a few years ago. It's a very nice camera, but just isn't the same as film, and I don't care how many filters you throw at it. Nothing ever truly looks as good as what film does. My dad and grandpa used to develop and print black and white, and that's what I am starting with, but have the desire to progress into color as well. I just got a Yashica 35mm, and I'm excited to start using it, but haven't ordered any film yet. Do you have any recommendations on black and white film? I want to shoot landscapes and people from time to time. But since getting this desire again, I found your podcast, and I am loving it. I started with episode one, and I'm on episode six now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my Check God. one. Th- Let's. Check one, two. Check. One more time with the check. Check one, two. Check. Break a one, nine. Check. <laughs> one out of 12. Check. Check. Hey everybody, this is Michael Rosso. This is Duane Polku. And this is the Film Photography Podcast for March 15th, 2010. Film Photography Podcast! March 2010. I started with episode one, and I'm on episode six now. Oh my god. We should title this episode four and a half, just so people can hear some current information. So he'll hear this letter read on the air in 20 like years? 15 years, yeah, exactly. I'll see you again in 25 years. I'm on episode six now. I'm looking forward to listening to all of them. Again, keep up the great work and thank you. Oh, and I am from Leesburg, Texas, a small East Texas town. Thanks. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Do you remember anything? I remember the Alamo. Yeah! <laughs> Thanks, Justin Cruz. Howdy, have you, have you been to Texas? I have. You have? I have. How far? It's um, a very big state. We had Austin. Okay. Austin, of course. That's a cool place. And then there was a place that there was a British fish and chip shop, but I don't remember what town it was in, but I went there. Oh, that one. <laughs> that one. Oh, but kind of just joke. Have you been to Texas, Mark? No. Oh, okay. Never. You would love Austin. Yes. Austin's great. Pro- yes. I would like to take pictures of the rest of it, but I would probably like to hang out most in Austin. We were in Houston. We got the worst barbecue ever, remember, Mike? Really? Yeah. It was a long time ago. Oh, was it a yeah. pizza, barbecue we pizza? Asked the guy, we asked the concierge at the hotel, we're like, where's the best barbecue we can go? And he goes, oh, you want to go down the road to this place? Went there. It was like awful. Huh. It was the worst barbecue in Houston. Maybe that's what he thought I said. <laughs> Where's the absolute worst barbecue in Houston? Hey, this might be a good time to do a shout out to the Third Man st- uh, Photo Studio. Oh yeah, why? where are they located? I think they're, are they they're in Texas. In I think no, they're in Nashville. They're not, they're in Nashville. They're not, they're in Nashville. Oh yeah, no, oh, that's, that's Tennessee. Tennessee. That's Tennessee. Yeah, gosh darn it. Yeah, that's a little bit different. Texas and Tennessee. Yeah, I don't want to get in any more trouble than we're already I know. In. I was going to say you don't want angry Tennesseans. Conflating Tennessee with Texas will definitely get oh, you. I went to, shot to the about page. Strung up. What do you call Tennesseans? What, what are people from Tennessee? Tennesseans? Tennesseanian. Ten- <laughs> That's weird. But I'll tell you, the Third Man Photo Studio, I want to do Tennesseaners. a shout out to you guys. You guys are great. And, uh, Tennesseans. They sent us that camera over there. It's been it's been sitting here like... You're afraid gl- to use it. You say, they, they, you say they sent us it, but you won't let me have it. Oh, have it. <laughs> I don't know about having it. So that's... That is an official Third Man photo studio Polaroid camera. Yes. Beautiful. It's very uh, white stripe-ish. Do you... Do you uh, yeah, exactly. It's the opposite of white. Do you shoot Polaroid these days? I do. Would you shoot with it? No. <laughs> what would you do with it? 
I will shoot with that. I'd probably put it up on eBay. I'll sign it. I'll, I'll sign a Jack White, put it up on eBay. <laughs> I'll shoot the shit. Out no, because I, sh- I, sh- I do shoot Polaroid, but I shoot. I have my original one. What's it called? The One Step yes. Rainbow, and I have a. I have an SLR six eighty. Those I, are my two. I right figured out how to do our giveaway. We talked about we getting so many letters from people who are like starting at episode one, which blows my mind because if you listen to episode one to let's say I don't know episode fifty or sixty. All about instant film. It's about instant film that doesn't even exist anymore. It's about all this stuff that doesn't even exist anymore. So I'm going to take that all as a compliment that that the, the shows are constructive enough that somehow in the year 2023, people are still finding them informative and entertaining. They'll be like little time capsules. You know what you could do? You should, you should make an episode like 0.5 an episode zero and put it up there and just say, okay, guys, look, I really appreciate that you discovered this, but here's the thing. And you like, want, shoehorn one If in. you want to hear about 110 and Impossible Project, great. Otherwise, skip ahead to season five and then we're going to be talking about, you know, Facmatic for the next two years. Right. right. <laughs> Otherwise, if you want to hear about 16 and 8 millimeter, jump ahead to episode 270. This is the way for us to do the giveaway an easy way that yes just give that away that is third man what is it called it's a 600 polaroid 600 third man records third man records with a pack of third man yellow border 600 speed we don't even know as per we're gonna give that that, thing over there as per clive's letter letter we don't even know it's It's been sitting there for a year we don't even know what it is i've coveted that thing i saw i I covet it from a distance oh third man records vintage instant film camera 600 600 so it's a in a beautiful box yes you get a roll of a roll a pack of polaroid yellow 600 film that's what i just said yes not guaranteed to work that's right because it's been sitting here that's fine the only way we could do a giveaway is this folks if you're listening we're not doing any no emailing no phoning in no like you know comments none of that you send a letter oh exactly through the united states postal service wow i tried to look up third man polaroid on ebay but it's just naked pictures of men (laughs) just naked pictures look up uh polaroid third man records 600. 600 Well, if Third Man Polaroid is not going to come up, adding a bunch of words oh, to it's not going to come I, I, up either. I, I, I just want to see what they were going for. Yeah, we don't want to do a giveaway if they're worth yeah, like no, $1,000. $7,000. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We're giving away uh, this broken Holga. <laughs> Dead in there. 169 but out of stock. Here we go. You oh, can't get them. $400, No, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our giveaway is this Keystone. Yeah, I, I would. I could see. Is that, that sold? No. Oh, what's I could, sold? I could no, see it going for. I could see it going for a couple hundred at least. Yeah, but here's the thing. Absolutely. Here's the thing, folks listening, and if Jack White, if you're listening, it's like we we can't sell this. And all you know, no. we have conscience here. Is that right? That's the proper word. No, we don't sell. We, like, someone sends us a gift. We're not going to flip it. Can I, can I trade you for a couple SLRs? <laughs> <laughs> So, Third Man Records Polaroid, you send a, a letter to us at P.O. Box 264, Fairlawn, New Jersey, 07410. Tell us your deepest, darkest secret. Film Photography Podcast Attention uh, give, Giveaway. And then... Make it hard. It has to be handwritten. And this is difficult, because I, I don't want, like, two pages of text, but I don't want, like, one sentence... You know, yeah, you have to give like. Who are you? Got the rules. Three hundred word maximum. Where are you from? No, what are you going to do with this camera? No, people are going <laughs> to take, take it and flip it. No, it'll be none of that. How do we? How do we? You have this? to in your in your letter. You have to say that you're not going to flip it, and you have to put like a drop of your own blood on the letter to prove. There's nothing we can do. We can't. There's there's things that cannot be enforced in this world, and that's fine. But you know, everyone who's going to enter. This contest is going to know in their heart that we don't want them to flip it. Right. And if we find you flipping it, we're going to get you. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sad. We're going to oh. send Clive, Clive <laughs> Cartley, Italy over to your house. So wait, they have to put something in it that's heartfelt and sincere. There you go. So John and I will pre-read the letters. Once you qualify, we make the letter into a little itty-bitty ball and put it in a, in a bin. In a, in a bingo tumbler. Yes, in a bingo tumbler, and then we yeah. pick it. But you have to tell us uh, why you would want such a camera. Oh, I'm sorry to say, folks. Everyone is now tuned out. They're like, ah, I don't want it. Never mind. <laughs> Nobody wants it anymore. And this contest is good in the U.S. only. U.S. only. Sorry. Sorry, Clive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Exactly. You, Brits, you have too many good cameras already. No, it, no, it would cost me, it would cost like 20 US. That's as much as that's worth. 20. <laughs> it cost it twenty. more than that. This cost about 30 US to ship it to like... Uh, would that be all? Merry old England. That would not be all. <laughs> that would not be all. All right, here we go. This, this is a letter from Bobo Smith. For real? No. <laughs> Lynn Senz, from Lynn Senzik. What's your Instagram? Lynn Senzik underscore sunprinter. That's interesting. Podcast, Films Giving. Don't confuse me. After I had developed two 35mm rolls in dead C41 chemistry, <laughs> I don't risk it anymore. I will add, though, I had some of the same chemistry, always yours, that I ran over 20 rolls through. The only complaint was that the last one was very messy and not in a good way. But a good image. It's a crapshoot. If the chemistry will work, now you want me to try something different? Mm-hmm. Oh, the new ECN2 camera. That's what I see now. I, now where we're going. Yes. Check out my webpage. There's a link on my Instagram. I don't post much on Instagram because it's a pain. Yeah, see? com. So... That's what I was saying, was I didn't realize myself that you could just throw C41 and ECN2 and it would come out great. And I did. I tried some and it came out great. And that's actually another one of the uploads I did on Flickr was just a test image. And it looked way better. It looked so much better than my, the C41 because I think my C41 is kind of exhausted. Right. I'm, I'm not even going to post my C41 result. But yeah, the ECN2 looks great. So don't worry about waiting for the C41 kit. <coughs> Absolutely. Try the... the Try the ECN2 kit. You folks, you're going to love it. It's cheap. It's good, fast, and cheap, which is a rarity wow. in this world. And, it's, and yeah, it's fast because it's three-minute develop and then three-minute uh, bleach. But the other thing is the C41 Blix stage is so toxic and ammonia and chemically that you don't get that in ECN2. Like the C41 kit, I always got that Blix all over everything, and it stinks. And yeah, I, I, I'm a convert now to the ECN2. So. Yep. Go for it. And it's like 50% cheaper. It is. Oof. You get, we're going to plow through two more letters before we go, folks, because this is just, you know, quick wow. bonus episode. John, you want to read one? Yeah, here's one for John. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to look at that one while... Well, this one has two words Wait. on it. <laughs> I was going to preview that one show. for Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what it says. Oh, okay. Yeah. Looks like someone just spit on the page. Well, this is a good topic. This one's a good topic. <laughs> it's from Robert. Hey, Mike. First, let me say that I enjoy the show very much. I would like to see your 125 color and other hand-rolled films in 36 exposure. Huh. Do you roll that long? Never. Keep talking. Okay. <laughs> I would prefer to pay a bit more for 36 exposures. The lapse charge is same for 36 as 24. Mm. This is an old Not argument. Not all of us develop our own film. <clears throat> I love some of those emulsions, but it doesn't make sense to buy 24 exposures for those of us that send it out. Thanks, Robert. Robert, this has been... He's trying to be frugal. He is, and I understand 100%. We put out... I heard everyone, and we put out a whole line called Drev Pan. Drev Pan 100, 200, 400, 36 exposure, and like... No one cared, and then we had our in we had our in house vote. Yeah, we took we, we took everyone's opinion here, Robert. You know, we could not get we could not get the the gang behind. There's not a Robert amongst you. No, I'm the opposite. What? I want I want twelves, but but I develop my you own. Develop home. Yeah. I develop my own, and I go through a lot of cameras. So that's what happened with the Harmon. That's why I didn't shoot the whole roll because this is 36, and I got to like 25 and thought, oh, I'm done with this. Okay. I'm bored. So yeah, yeah. But I see where he's coming from. If he's going to be spending the same amount of money to develop it, so as of right as of right now, December 1st, 2023, we there were no plans to release 36 exposure rolls Christmas, of film. Can't you do like a, ro- a special Robert limited edition, <laughs> a special giveaway <laughs> just for Robert? I would consider that just for the holidays. But if you shoot black and white, Robert. Do consider our Derev Pan line. 100, 200, 400. Number one, it's great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark O'Brien just ordered 10 rolls. Jeez, he's a demon. Loves it. It's 36 exposure. Yeah. So there you go. But I know he asked for the color. That's right. Yeah. I feel bad for the guy. Mm. Okay. One last letter before we go, folks. Oh, boy. Just wanted to say hi. Wait, wait, That's wait. what they always when say. He started, when you started reading it, all of us at the same time, we started leaning in. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Gather round. Just like, just like primitives around the campfire. We've received a missive. Gather round, everyone. Hey, I have just recently... I was going to say I'm at episode six. Hey, I have just recently <laughs> rediscovered the podcast, and I am so happy I did. You guys are great at discussing things that aren't so technical that I fall asleep. Ah. Uh-huh. We, we don't know anything. Ah. It's too stupid to... 
and to do this right. But you keep it interesting with the variety of topics and interests you have. I think it was show 311 when there was a brief discussion of Mark, or maybe it was John, shooting low ISO film and the unusualness of that. I, too, am a low ISO shooter. I generally shoot expired film and or copy film, correct? That was designed, that's that's the inner negative stuff, that's what I like. That was designed to shoot in a machine with a bright light. Using these films has all the benefits, as you discussed, of shooting wide open in daylight. I also like to use them for capturing motion. ISO 1 in broad daylight is a four-second exposure at f4, so you can isolate your subject um, with an out-of-focus foreground background and have a blurry ghost and have blurry ghost people and breezy treetops. It's a great effect without having to mess around with ND filters. That's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. Keep up the good work. Pictorial, pictorially yours, slow James. Har. Doesn't say slow, but he likes slow, so I, I called him slow James. Slow James. <laughs> I love to listen to my slow James. <laughs> That's cool. We've had a few <clears throat> listeners who, you know, they'll get on with their life, disappear for years, come back, and then be like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, what, I, a lot has happened. I can't believe you guys are still here. Yeah. But I think this came in on November 21st, which is before the episode aired, where we said, if you're a low, SI, low ISO tra- person. I'm telling you, some time traveling going So on. he just happened to, he got his foot in the door there. Yep. Thank you, That's Slow syn- James. synchronicity, right? Something like that. No, it's not. That's the police, yeah. Uh, yeah, the police. It's two separate events happening at the same time that are... Related somehow. That's the that's called synchronicity. Yes. That's so, so all we have. Yeah. I don't know. What you, you, you think? Was this what you expected? Yeah. It's actually it's weird because I listened to your podcast and now I can see why you're talking, which is really weird. oh okay. That must be weird. We should do that. Yeah. All, all the listeners should come in. The one at a time. Oh. Well, you know that should be another giveaway. Well, what we keep saying I'm so all expense paid trip to Fairlawn, New Jersey. We keep saying about doing video episodes. Well, <sighs> or a video episode, just one. No, we did one. What? You're minutes. not on it, so you didn't see it. We did, we did oh. Zoom uh, videos during the. All right, I'll, I would have to try to go up. Look, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I'm talking like it's 1985 here, where it's like a big truck has to pull up. We can shoot it with our phone. I need to hire. Uh, I don't need to hire anybody. Jonathan. Like four oh, where does Jonathan he live? Was, well, he's in D.C., but he's he's <laughs> always here. He he just came to Last Waltz last week. Where does he stay? My place. Okay. He would love to... He, he could come in with like a couple of red dragons or something. I don't know what. He's got everything. Dragons. He's got all kinds of crazy cameras. Really, if it's just the show with us three, then you just need one shot of you two guys, one shot of me, and someone switching. Oh, you? Or... ISO and then it gets edited. I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. One ca- I, like I said, I think overhead so they can see the stupid things. Were, you know, I think that would be great. If you go to YouTube, our like film a cooking photo- show, Film Photography Project YouTube, we have an episode we did in Cleveland mm-hmm. this past spring. Oh. You weren't there. That's why you didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I don't watch it. <laughs> Do you know Mark only listens to episodes he's on? <laughs> I said it earlier on the show. Oh, I told him he shouldn't because if he listens to the other episodes, you see how much we talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> He himself isn't talking, but there's a lot of smack. Yeah. Going on. Anytime <laughs> someone mentions old chemistry, oh, Mark. Yeah. yeah. That Mark. Yeah. This is probably a lot less exciting than maybe you thought. No, the edited version exciting. keeps it a pace. Um, um, and, um, 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 uh, um, um. Oh, yeah? Because there's no downtime. Oh, there's no. Take oh, out yeah. All the where we just stare at each other. I'm gonna send you guys the file. I took all all the ums and the ahs out, and I put them on their own timeline. Oh yeah. Um. Um. And um. 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 Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So I'll I'll throw it into like band in a box and set it to music. Ah. Oh, you can and do that. We'll make a there I ruined it video. Yeah. Is that such a thing, band in the box? Yeah, I mean, not anymore. That's, oh. We used to have that in the old days. All right, folks. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us. This has been exci- more than exci- more excitement than I can handle on one day. Phoenix Film, the Polaroid, Third Man Records, camera giveaway. First oh, giveaway. It's probably the first giveaway in like... It's probably the first giveaway in like 10 years. Don't forget, I don't want to see any emails. <laughs> nope, if you have an email, you're instantly disqualified. So what were the rules? Physical letter. Physical letter. American. North American. North American. No, no, uh, U.S. You, all right, sorry, Tell Canada. Why you deserve this camera? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say why do you deserve this camera. That you're not going to resell it. There you go. John has it all under control. All right, there. 
And oh, and Darren, he, he didn't say that we're not eligible, so I'm going to write a nice letter <laughs> and, the, and draw a picture. And, the, and Darren, thanks, thanks to Darren, oh, Darren. our UK, playing it both. Our man in Bolton, yeah, our, our man in the UK. And Hattie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having our me. Our woman in <laughs> Jersey, yep. yes, also from the UK. New Jersey. Mark, our man in Canada, and then the two Jersey boys, Mike and John. Yeah. So, all right.
about Judy. In fact, we're not going to talk about Judy at all. Who do you think that is there? It was a dream. We live inside the dream.